Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm John Jurgensen, a reporter at the Wall Street Journal, and I'm fascinated about Hallmark Christmas movies and everything that <laughs> the whole industry around them. And, and this is, is the Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. What a good day, guys. A great day. Oh, wow. It is the beginning of what is going to be just an insane week in the world of Hallmark. Yeah. And we're here to cover it all. If we're going to talk about Christmas at Graceland, who better to do it with than a reporter from the Wall Street Journal? (laughs) I I was all over this one. (laughs) That is true. I I believe, uh, I don't know, you you responded pretty quickly. You were like, this is the one for me. And why why is it? Why was this the one that, that was calling out to you? Well, I mean, first of all, I just had to know how they were going to handle Graceland and incorporate this magnificent property and legacy of Elvis Presley into the world of Hallmark. And more than that, what are they going to do with the snow? I mean, where is the snow going to come from? What's it going to look like? Because clearly it's all going to be fake uh, at Graceland. So um, definitely a lot to talk about on that Yeah. Mm. And uh, John, you said you're fascinated with with Hallmark. What's kind of your uh, your history with Hallmark Christmas movies, if you will? It's it started from zero, uh, and then I started when I was looking at the TV previews for the season coming up. I noticed how there was about a jillion Hallmark Christmas movies coming up, and you know it, it's been a bit of a blind spot for me. I had no idea what a massive culture it was, the subculture it right. is. Uh, and then, so I did a story for the journal last year about the Hallmark Christmas movie machine um, and how they crack these things out on a yearly basis by the dozens, and what goes into making these things. Because really, there's a there's a blueprint, as you guys well know. And uh, I was pretty fascinated about the industry that's kind of sprung up around making these things: the producers, the sets, the locations, um, and just how it's really sort of like the Henry Ford of schlocky holiday movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, it is. Um, a, a couple of things real quick before we dive into this thing. You guys know the drill. Rate, review the podcast on mm, iTunes. Please do. Find us on the social medias at Hallmark Podcast. Um, you can email us. There was a dog. You can email us at hello at deckthehallmark.com. We love emails. We get so many of them. We um, certainly do. We might have a full episode where we just talk about the email. There's been some great ones. And I also I have to say this. We have a lot of people that contact us and they tell us where we messed up and it is starting to become my favorite part of this entire journey (laughs) is we are nitpicking this movies and i love the fact that we are being nitpicked as well it does it really does this is not sarcastic it makes me so very happy to know that people are listening at that level thank you so much they're nitpicking our nitpick that's right you know, we make, a nitpick. And surprisingly, we make a few mistakes. No, I, no, no. Sur- Occasionally, like, look, the Kringles weren't as big as airplane tires. It was the wreaths. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, Danny was adopted. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're sorry. I mean, for the love of everything good and decent, don't make a wreath as big as an airplane tire either. <laughs> hey, right. Can I say this to you guys? Let's Please try do. it again. 
Kringles. 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 Thank you so much. And really quick before we dive into today's episode, which is Christmas at Graceland, uh, something that people have been asking us a lot is, hey, guys, are you going to do the sponsorships? Are you going to do the, the whatchamacots? And the, the short answer is sure, yeah, probably. Of yeah. course. But uh, there is something that we wanted to make sure that we do, especially because the podcast is the way that it is mm-hmm. around the time of the year that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to try to give back a little bit, which is uh, a big part of our hearts and what we do for a living and all that good stuff. So, um, Dan, without further ado, tell everybody about kind of how we've partnered with a, a certain yeah. organization thanks, heading into thanks, the Thanks, Brand. You got uh, it, buddy. So the thing is, after we went on Good Morning America – this podcast changed a great deal. We've always had fun. We'll continue to have fun. But I can't go out in public. No, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm signing autographs left and right. Uh, in all honesty, we just got contacted by a lot of people that wanted to pay us uh, so that you could pay them. And while that's awesome, and we will have ads, and we're talking about Patreon, and we're talking about live shows, and we're talking about all this other stuff, um, we wanted to stick, if we're going to have ads that you guys hear uh, during our podcast, we wanted it to be representative of something that really reflects who we are yeah, and what we heart. care about. Yeah. Um, and so if you're going to have to listen to ads, at least it's something that we think is really positive. Um, we have partnered with an organization, and their head office is local, but their mission is international. Uh, it's the American Leprosy Mission. Uh, and so we're going to even have the head of the American Leprosy Mission on with us for an episode. He's a super funny guy. Um, and basically on our website at DeckTheHallmark.com, you're gonna have a, there's going to be a link where you can click and you can donate uh, to the American Leprosy Mission. Um, it, it's a disease that uh, affects someone new like every two Two minutes crazy each and every day mm-hmm. it's something that uh, a lot of people think has already been cured and yeah. that's not the case uh, and so what this gives us is an opportunity to where yeah you're going to hear 30 seconds about the American leprosy mission every episode from us and you may hear 30 seconds about something else and if you want to fast forward that we still love you and we still want you to be a part of the podcast but we want to let you know that we did not take having ads on our podcast lightly uh, it was important to us that we found something that fit who we are and we're so thankful and honored to be able to use this platform where gosh tens of thousands of people listen to us every day and we can't believe it and we're using this platform to help out um, instead of saying hey go buy something that you don't need uh, so that we can get paid how about hey it's the holiday season uh, go help somebody in need in a manner that you will never believe just how amazingly uh, profitable and beneficial it is uh, to help out the American Leprosy Mission so thanks for understanding thanks for your support and we're excited for 30 more episodes this holiday season and real quick can I tell you one, one crazy stat real quick $30 cure somebody of leprosy, which is crazy. 30 bucks. 30 cure bucks. someone of leprosy. And so all season long, you're going to be hearing about stuff like that, wow. stats like that that are crazy, mm. but super, I think, for us as Americans, no matter where you're at on the the uh, social economic scale, for sure, uh, you can look at that and be like, you know what? I can give to that and I can help somebody mm. out. So uh, be on the lookout and, and keep listening all season long. Uh, let's dive into today's movie, shall we? Let's uh, do it. Christmas at Graceland originally aired on November 17th, 2018, and it went a little something like this. Uh, Laurel works for a financial company in Chicago and is working hard to get a promotion. So she's heading to Memphis for Christmas to visit some friends, but mainly she's going to get some work done. They, they show up at a very, very snowy Memphis because it's Hallmark and that's just the world that they live in. While taking a picture of her daughter in front of Graceland, she, she bumps into Clay, an old fling and someone that she used to have a musical duo with. Uh, to help remind, 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 remind her of the good old days, Clay had an card delivered to her hotel room. Now, Clay needs to find a fill-in band for the Graceland party, and so he begins trying to convince her to join him uh, to get the duo back together, if you will. 
He takes her to Graceland, and they play on Elvis's personal piano because apparently he just owns the place. Uh, Clay has uh, thrown his hat in the ring for a job that would require him to travel a good bit and uh, move to New York, um, and that'll be a problem if, for some crazy reason, at the end of this movie they end up falling in love. Uh, after a um, a crown comes out of nowhere to cheer, nope. After a crowd comes out of nowhere to to cheer after they sing a song by a fire, she agrees to do the Graceland performance. Now, Laurel is getting increasingly frustrated with her job uh, and more and more excited about the music. Clay and Laurel go ice skating together at the same ice skating rink that they had their first date, and they almost kiss, but not quite. Laurel's boss finds out about the performance and thinks that that she's getting distracted from her job, and so he tells her that she needs to come back home ASAP, so the show will have to go on without her. Clay... Uh, it's like, uh, it's like, fool me once, shame, shame on you, but fool me twice, double shame on you, because you're the worst. Uh, we, we get a, a weird flashback scene as she's leaving to scenes that happened about an hour earlier yep. when things were really great between Clay and Laurel, and now it's just weird. Um, the show's coming to a close at Graceland, and guess who shows up? It's Laurel. They sing a Silent Night Silver Bells, uh, thing medley with more twists and turns than an M. Night Shyamalan movie and uh, Uh, then they fill three more minutes with a fun version of Joy to the World that came out of nowhere and so did the (laughs) choir Uh, Laurel gets a job offer from the bank that uh, she's been trying to to win over to trying to acquire all movie long they offer a job to stay in Memphis Clay basically gets the job offer to move to New York and and she's like I'm going to stay here in Memphis and he's like you know what I'll do that too Uh, so he's around they kiss and that classic memphis snow falls on top of them elvis plays in the background and that my friends was christmas at graceland, graceland. wow, wow. Mm. they did what it. a thing mm. what a thing Tell me uh, about we it. have four segments on this show you guys know the drill now yeah, we do been listening all season if this is your first time welcome say hi to somebody close by to you uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do this thing are you ready for it yes the first segment of the show is called Hot take. Mm. And so we talk about how we felt about this movie. Did we like it? Did we hate it? Um, did it? Did it? Did it make us feel all warm and inside? And I'm going to start where I always start with my good friend Panda. Panda, what's going on, friend? Oh, just so much, Brand. Let me tell you something. What's going on? Uh, you know, came back from the beach today. Yep. It was a great time. Good. <laughs> Watched a lot of Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah, you did. Nothing <laughs> says beach like Hallmark Christmas. Mm. I mean, watching four movies this weekend wasn't it the joy of just everyone's <laughs> life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I, I was like having to tell friends and be like, "Hey, I can't hang I out can't tonight. Do things. <laughs> I've got, got a Hallmark film watch, to watch. Return to Christmas. So I'm sure Creek. this hot take is great. What you got? This movie's a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this movie's trash. Uh, I, listen, I I wanted to like this movie. Like, I legitimately went into it thinking like this this might not be horrible, and it's the worst. Uh, the acting is by far the worst I've seen in a Hallmark film ever. Uh, wow. It is a new low for acting in a Hallmark. Wow. Film. Uh, it is atrocious uh the plot at points is nonsensical uh and, and when it's you just, say at points you mean the whole movie right <laughs> okay just making sure it's not it's not the best word and it's just every bit of it just feels labored and forced and and what's shocking is the other three movies that came out this weekend in comparison look like 
gems, like cinematic <laughs> yeah. masterpieces, and and that like I genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed them in light of Christmas at Graceland. Yeah, there yeah. it is. John, how'd you feel about it? Well, I have to say, um, I haven't watched nearly as many movies as you guys have, so my basis of comparison is a little skewed. But uh-huh. I have to echo Panda's statement. <laughs> oh and boy! I mean, well. <laughs> Only because it's a squandered opportunity. I mean, there's more squandered opportunities than redundancies at Franklin Trust or whatever they <laughs> call it. I mean, they have the, an executive producer on this on this movie is a managing partner for Graceland Holdings, the Elvis Presley estate. You know, they have the run of, of you know run of the place. Apparently, you know, they have Elvis's legacy. Wait you know, a minute. Wait something, a minute. John, do something with it, John. They what? filmed this in Graceland. No. <laughs> Yeah, Did they really? Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, this is this is the first movie ever filmed in Graceland. Oh my gosh! For real, and and, and you would never know it. <laughs> kind of like the the one shot you would see of the inside. I what? mean, maybe maybe something Ta- fell through and they didn't get as much action as they thought they were. Talk get. about a Shyamalan ending! <laughs> I thought that was yeah. going to be the one redeeming factor. Was they made it look a little bit like Graceland? <laughs> the well, scene, the scenes inside are legit. Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. They, they they shot it there, and so and literally the Elvis Presley estate is Elvis Presley Enterprises is a producer of this movie, huh. and so I mean Elvis is not even mentioned for the most part. So I mean, aside from that part of the the, you know, the duet on the piano, which is the closest I think they got to some you know emotional <laughs> stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, you know, there's a lot more to say about the acting and the execution, but. Uh, there was a pretty big whiff when it came to how they would use this this pretty big asset that they had. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the opportunity to use. Yeah, I uh, as somebody again who loves these movies, this was a rough one for me, and I and I I I was skeptical going in. I didn't really, I don't know anything really about Kelly Pickler. I'm not a big country music guy. Um, I saw her for the first time. I saw her her talking during one of the preview shows. Uh, where they previewed some of the movies, and I was like, "Oh no, this is like just even hearing her talk, I was like, this is i don 't think going to be great um, and and there was a there was a thing that they showed during one of those preview shows where the director of this movie was talking about Kelly Pickler. This is her first acting job, yep. and he says, "You know you wouldn 't know it yeah you, would. you wouldn 't know it by just watching this that so this is her first acting job, and I hate to tell you, buddy, we all noticed we noticed we noticed <laughs> yeah, it was glaring, and i just I find it hard to believe. That they wanted to make this this movie with uh, a pretty heavy uh, emphasis on the music, <laughs> and the best that they could find acting wise was Kel- like God bless her, God bless her. No kidding, mm. uh, she seems like a very su- sweet gal. I gotta but, be honest, she's just gonna take an absolute hammering this yeah. episode, <laughs> and I feel bad about and, it. But already. Th- listen, this was the consensus across the board. Like even Hallmark fans were like, this was this was a tough one. Yeah. This was a tough slog. Uh, and so yeah, again, I, I agree with John. A missed opportunity because I do think there's a lot in this movie. Uh, that could have worked with Graceland, with the music. Yeah. Um, now that with, I know it was filmed uh, in what's Graceland. What's his name? Wes Brown. Wes I think Brown. he's fine. Uh, yeah, just didn't, didn't work, wow. unfortunately. Dan? You know, the average temperatures in Memphis, Tennessee during November and December range <laughs> from go. about <laughs> 62 degrees as a high and 36 as a low, which means it could snow there, maybe like a dusting. Yeah. Um, but apparently this winter they saved up all the snow from a few decades <laughs> and just dumped it all there at once. Look, I do think that Kelly Pickler treated the script like Ron Burgundy treats a teleprompter. <laughs> if it was not on there, she did not read it. Yes. Um, I, I really, like... 
this is a movie where Kelly Pickler's character sings Silent Night four different times, and on the third time, she asks for help with the words. That all happens in the movie. And I, look, I'm I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how to get around that. And she was asking her daughter. Her daughter was like, you need help with the words, Mama? Like, it's kind of a fun bit. But still... She, of all the songs to sing for her big performance, she sings Silent Night four different times. And also, she's a character that grew up singing in Memphis, Tennessee. And when her mama died, she said, you know what? I got to go become an investment banker. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what else to do. I'm quitting the singing life, and I'm going to go work for a big wig bank in Chicago, (laughs) Illinois. Um, Who else? Look, without Pickler's first time around the the acting, uh, whatever, carousel, this was was a disaster. Having said that, since I, I will be positive... I thought Wes Brown was way better than this than Wes he was in, great. Yes. under the autumn moon. Yeah. Like I was on board with his character. I thought he did a great job. He did a lot to really try to carry those scenes. You know, and Wes, I listen, this might come as a surprise. I got a free trial to Sirius XM mm. <laughs> just for the Hallmark channel. Yeah. And Wes Brown did a, uh, a guest spot uh, DJing. And I got to say, Wes, if you're listening to this, you got a wonderful voice. You got a lot of uh, energy in the studio. Come on the show. Let's do wow, this. Wow, Wes Brown, uh, come on down. It's time for all the feels, the time of the show we talk about what gave us a Christmas feels, and I'll, I'll start with you, John. What do you got? Well, I did. I did mention the uh, scene at the piano, which I, you know, I felt myself kind of stretching to get to the emotional reaction of there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was kind of a nicely composed shot where they're sitting there, you see the reflections and the gloss of the piano, and that was the first time we heard Silent Night, so it had yet to wear out welcome. Uh, in the movie. Um, so that was probably the closest I got to it. You know, and there were some scenes with her daughter, but the daughter was just mostly, uh, you know, someone to be shoved off on a friend in Memphis. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, just running around underfoot and didn't really have too much to do. But she, you know, she was a cute kid. And, and uh, but her, her, um, her parent sort of lack of confidence in singing was kind of a sort of dead end story that never really came back. And I thought they, you know, they, they could explore something there too, but they seem to be kind of going for something in that relationship too. But, uh, you know, as far as, uh, genuine, genuine chemistry between any of the character relationships, mm-hmm. uh, you really had to kind of stretch to, to find something going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Panda. Uh, <sighs> It's hard because I I felt very little throughout this entire film just looking forward to it ending. Um, and partying on the beach, am I right? And partying mm, on the I mean, beach, come I on, guess. The, the waves are calling. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a little cold out for uh, waves. You know what? Maybe I'm a wimp, but here's the deal. I, maybe the, the Graceland scene when they play the piano together, I guess, was okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll go with it. All right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's maybe the closest thing I felt to something beating in my heart. Wow. <laughs> um, any, when they bring the girl up on stage and sing at the end. Yeah. Like anytime they bring the kid up on stage and she gets over her stage fright or whatever. I mean, it was not perfect by any stretch, but that was the closest to it all. The it's feels important to note, though, that they, they didn't invite her. She just kind of. She just <laughs> did yeah, it herself, yeah, which shows even more initiative, Bran, yeah. I think. She's really grown. She, she really, really has. She really grew in the last I will time. say, can I point out in that scene, though, Kelly Pickler said she froze up in front of th- like a big crowd of 3,000. Yeah. And then there was like, they tried to create some tension that she was going to freeze up 
up again yeah. in what amounted to roughly 30 people, 40 yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just have so many white watts, i got to fit them in somewhere. Uh, the, the, the feels for me is just mainly the hotel room in general. Like, her hotel room was awesome. Like, there oh, was yeah. the sweet piano in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I believe it was just a Yule log on the TV. I'm not entirely sure, but there was a fireplace going on at all times. Yeah. The hotel room was awesome. It gave me some Christmas feels, and it, it made me wish that I could have Christmas in a hotel room like that. Um, but but here we are. You can donate With to the podcast. With that personal concierge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to that. <laughs> She's the best it's of all time. time. <laughs> it's time for this segment, Wait What, where we talk about what in this uh, movie made us go, Wait What? And there's a lot of them. And I'm going to start with my friend Panda. Panda. Uh, the very first one is actually takes place at the end of the movie where they're singing uh, together and a band yeah. starts playing and there's no band. Yeah, there's no band. There's an electric found. guitar. Drum set. There's a drum set. But can we establish that there's like the, the voices are over studioed. Like, hey, the, oh, it's bad. Like she's in the vibrato Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Like she like it is it is next level with Pickler and the studio. Voice. I just don't understand. And maybe they can explain it to me. I'd love to talk to them. Like, if you know you're going to have drums, and you know you're going to have guitar in the just final mix, just, put, there. just throw them up there. People do it all the time. They don't even have to know how to play. Just no, put them up there just and just have them, them hit there. things. Oh, my I don't goodness. I, I, I didn't get it's that. It's beyond me. Uh, the other scene has to be, and the one that made me laugh out loud, is when she is playing piano at night and her daughter comes out. Uh, <laughs> That's and the third time she's singing Silent Night. <laughs> yeah, right the third there. time yeah. she's singing Silent Night, yeah. And uh, first of all, her daughter... Uh, she looks at her daughter and she says, oh, you're up, even though she's literally playing like just a few feet from her door, like keeping it <laughs> yeah. up all night. Oh, uh, right. I want to point that out. But then they sing like one line and then she looks and she goes, uh, she finishes the last sleep in heavenly peace. And she goes, and that's you, sweetie. Go to bed. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's baby Jesus. That's <laughs> baby Jesus sleeping and, and, in and, heavenly peace. And it ends bonding time. Like you're bonding with your daughter and you're like, we just sang one line of silent night. Now go to bed. Go I'm to sick bed of you. Right now. Uh, like that is just, it's a terrible I scene. I know we're all relatively new parents, but from what I gather, that's just <laughs> not, not the time the, to just hardcore, just <laughs> cut it off, go to bed. The best <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone, kid. John, what do you got? Well, um, the the reference to snow uh, has already been made, but uh, I think we can't talk enough about the no. fact that, you know, I'm sure everyone watching this outside of Memphis, Tennessee, was Googling, how much snow does Memphis get? Because <laughs> This is actually Christmas in Graceland, Michigan. It's an unknown town in Michigan called Graceland. It's right off of Lake Erie. There's a lot of snow, John. Look it up. Laurel, Laurel's grandpa, the only man who's ever moved away from Tennessee because the snow is too much to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it's, it's laying everywhere across the town. I mean, this is where you really see um, – like Hallmark's commitment to Christmas optics, like yeah. traditional Christmas oh, yeah. optics, it's kind of crippling. I mean, it's really, and they said this to me for the story I did, like they said the snow has to be in every episode and that they get pitches all the time about movies that, that, that factor in a lack of snow and they always reject them because snow has to be there. Yeah. And yet at the same time, you think like this is like a built in narrative opportunity, right? Yes. It never snows in Graceland, and yet here it's snowing on Christmas Eve. You know, there's, it, it just seems like a logical thing to do, but right. no, they have to have it laying thickly. <laughs> so, so you're telling me my script Christmas in Cabo is a no go. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Well, Man. it's just going to be snow there no matter what. I mean, like, you don't need to explain it. Let it snow in Cabo. I, I think what this movie proved to us is if the script's good enough. They'll take it and they'll just make it snow no matter regardless. Well, like it's also if the script's 
not good enough, well, they'll still make it and make it snow. It was it was a golden opportunity. <laughs> uh, do you, do you have any more, John? Yeah, I mean that of course uh, is the big one, um, and I think also the fact that. Uh, the hotel at Graceland is apparently a much more magical and lively place than right. Graceland itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Which makes sense because it opened like two years ago, so they want to promote that, I'm sure, pretty <laughs> yeah. heavily. Um, so and, and then and then the 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 big spotlight on this Christmas show that attracts thirty people and also like major executives from yeah. New York. <laughs> of course. <laughs> who are gonna be flying in to observe the concert and you know Base all their, their their next year's business around this. Same thing. thing. Same thing happened with our podcast, John. I mean, we had a hundred <laughs> listeners and we had execs everywhere. Oh, tons of them. Just, Just asking sitting for in lessons. my living room. That's right. super weird. It was weird. They showed each other. Yeah. You get used to it. You get that's that's, <laughs> that's for sure. Dan, um, what do you got? Um, so I want to camp out a little bit on some of the lines that were written for Kelly Pickler. Uh, <laughs> I know she didn't ad lib, so I'm I'm. I know it was the, the script as it was written on the page, and there are a couple of doozies in there, just absolute doozies. Uh, one, uh, I noticed a pattern. The more time you spend commuting, the less time you spend at home. <laughs> and here's the thing. Unless you're a time traveler, you're right. <laughs> but how long do you think it took her to realize that pattern? Like, son of a gun. Every day. I've been commuting for three hours, and that's three hours that I'm not at home. Yeah. I keep missing my favorite TV show because I'm in the car. I think it took a solid month and a half. Two she, she's putting in her journal. Day yeah. one. Yeah. I am losing time somewhere. <laughs> where is it? I can't figure out where it is. Oh, so frustrating. Uh, so the second one, and this is just like a classic end of the movie. They're about to kiss. They found love again. They're not going to let each other go. And it is just like easy layup, and you threw it over the backboard. <laughs> um, it's like that saying, you don't really know what you've missed until it's gone. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> when, you, when you miss something, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's the saying. <laughs> It's not you don't really know what you've missed until it's gone. gone. I rewound Let's dissect that line a second. Like, that is such a complex Mm. line. There's something philosophical about it. There are layers there, but you can't miss it until it's gone. How would you know what you've missed until it's gone? It's impossible. Maybe Kelly Pickler's just a philosopher, and we don't know it. I felt like that line was smarter than it had any right to be. I I will say this. It it, it legitimately outsmarted me. I rewound it twice (laughs) to be like, no. Well, that can't be what she said. Can one of our our, our fans out there <laughs> yeah. diagram that out for us? You and just don't kind know of what, we will get I you. don't know what you missed until it's gone. Uh, it's like that saying: you don't really know what you've missed until it's gone. <laughs> Look, That's I will buy saying. I will buy you a Kringle as big as an airplane tire. <laughs> If you will tell us what that sentence means, because I don't have the darndest clue. No. Not one. All right. Um, there's also a lot shady I found with this bank. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, but and I, the problem is I have so many of these. I do think she continues to fall back on that old adage, I'll find a way to cut operating costs. Good night. Just like, She's like, like what hey, are you even doing? Like, well, I mean, but we never hear about any of them. But apparently we hear about one. What is it? There's some space in the bank that they're not using. That's right. So let's sublease. Excuse me. Yeah. But so she keeps, it's like she doesn't know. It's almost like yes. a robot 
that continues to just go back to the default line. She says, I'll find a way to cut, cut operating costs more than she sings Silent Night. And that's doing something. <laughs> um, also, she gives a present to Mr. Franklin towards the end. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of the bank back, you know, a black and white picture. And she goes, I had all the colors restored. No, no, no. If you look, <laughs> it's a black and white picture. And there are three ribbons that have color on them. <laughs> The picture is still the same. Someone took a marker. Actually, Dan, here's what you don't know. Back then, everything wasn't black and white, except the ribbons. So... Yeah, okay, my bad. You know, the days of old. <laughs> the days of old. That is remastering the car. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. You weren't there. Um, and then, I, like, there's there's just so many, but I've done enough. I'll I'll go to you, Brian. Um, so here, here, are, here are a couple. Um, at one point... Wes Brown's character, who his name mistakes me or escapes me, uh, says, you know, the key to Christmas s'mores. Now, <laughs> I think a s'more is a s'more. A s'more is, there is not a Christmas s'more. But again, Although it's we have just a movie like, coming up where they drink a Christmas mocha. <laughs> that's and true. I've, I've got some questions there. But that a Christmas s'more. Christmas s'more. Uh, yeah, mm. a Christmas s'more. Um, one other thing that really uh, ground my gears, if you will, uh, is this. She, she comes into her friend's house at 3 p.m. And she says, I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to roast a turkey. No, Kelly, no, you don't want to have time. Do like that is just reckless. If no. you knew that you wanted <laughs> yeah. to make dinner that night and you wanted to make a roasted turkey, now this is this yeah, is nice because yeah. it's Thanksgiving yeah. time. Have you guys seen this the, the 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 meme out there that all the kids are doing where they text their mom and they say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah microwave turkey." I did yeah. it to my mom and she was just the sweetest. She says, "Why?" I, I would actually do it in the oven. <laughs> well, thanks, mom. Good job, Miss um, Gray. But. Uh, <laughs> But you just you need longer. You need hours you and hours. Either that turkey, that turkey is going to be dry as a bone and meaty, or everybody's getting salmonella. Like those are <laughs> your only two options. Wait, I, could they not be eating at like maybe twelve one o'clock midnight in the one in the morning? Yeah. Give you a solid nine ten hours to roast that bad boy. <laughs> you could do it. Uh, it's time for the last segment of the show, which is what the hallmark where we talk about some things that we would like maybe maybe like to know what happened before or after uh, this movie happened that would help clear up some things. And, and I'll start us off. Um, we we talked about it for just a second. But she is my way what and her name is Kathy, the concierge of this hotel. Now let me tell you some things that Kathy does. She babysits at one point. She uh, helps bring in Christmas tree. She personally delivers Christmas ornament. And she's pretty much on the clock 24-7. And I want to know, Kathy, how did you get to this point in your life? Where you were like, is it a special job that she is one personal person's concierge the whole time? While, while and is that something stay? that the Graceland Hotel right. offers? Do they offer that? Because mm-hmm. I'd like in. to know. Uh, I just have a lot of questions about Kathy, and uh, I'd like to see a whole movie about Kathy. Where did where'd she come from? How'd she get to where she is? She's a fascinating person, and she's also one of the happiest people I've ever seen. Uh, I want a movie on Kathy. I'll take a Kathy movie. I would right take now. a Kathy, Kathy movie yeah. day of the week. Panda? Uh, I actually want a little bit more backstory. On uh, Pickler and, and and what's the dude's name? I can't. Wes Brown. Wes Brown. Brown. Yeah. Wes Brown. Uh, because apparently they were they must have been incredibly good friends back in the day. Because she hasn't seen him in ten years, didn't know where he lived or anything, and then she's like, "Come hang out with me and my daughter anytime, any place." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about this. A little skeptical. Ten years ago, people you haven't seen in a decade don't know where they live. You run into them on the street, and you're like, "Come decorate my Christmas tree." You would only do that if you were what, like, super close. I want to know that backstory because yeah. that's that's, that's intense. Fair. Yeah, mm. John, do you have anything? Well, yeah, I would echo that. Um, 
you know, this idea of the, the prequel to the Clay and Laurel story, because yeah. there's like some real waves of repressed hostility and resentment <laughs> coming off of Clay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she walked away from this record deal, apparently, and the relationship. And, you know, it seems like it's right below the surface. And I think we could tap into that and get some real drama mm-hmm. going, you know, the whole kind of walk the line <laughs> aspect of their relationship <laughs> yeah. in the South. You know, maybe maybe he was popping pills or oh, yeah. was. Had, had some sort of an addiction for sure. Yeah, there's something there. <laughs> and also, you know, I mean, in, in the interest of making this script better after the fact, you know, how come we can't get like a sort of mysterious groundskeeper at Graceland or, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of figure that actually connects Clay to Graceland instead of yeah, maybe like a Nicholas, Nicholas the, Kringle. <laughs> Nicholas Kringle. Uh, uh, of some Kringle. sort. You're going to the Kringle well a lot tonight, I am. Dan. I'm sorry. It's, I'm I tired. mean, just like an, an Elvis roadie that still has That's right. something, <laughs> something to connect us Dude, to Elvis. I would pay. I would pay money for an Elvis Santa Hallmark movie. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh man, bring it. Santa's, Santa's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my Santa Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> uh, Dan, what do you got? I have four. Uh, nice. So I'm going to go quick. It's okay. This is why people listen. Don't worry. Uh, first of all, not for my what the hallmarks. But I just because wanted to clarify. I do, but no, no, they no. listen for the whole package. They don't listen for the me. Whole I can probably, they listen to hate me. They love to hate me. Um, first of all, I want to know how anybody thought Sally's posters were good to begin with <laughs> and so good that they were legendary. Um, at the beginning of the movie, they're like, oh, your posters you made us were just amazing. They're literally like terribly photoshopped, poorly made they're just bad. And then, like, she has to work 12 hours on making a new one. <laughs> and it was just, I want to know the backstory on Sally's process. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's important. Um, second of all, Chicago Financial, I believe, is the big bank's yes. name. Yeah. Questions all over the place there. <laughs> and I want to know their institution and their history of it. First of all, uh, Laurel's boss has ne- doesn't know what a shindig is. Right, right. I, I do think that that <laughs> word, while not used in the North, is something that pretty much every adult knows Going to a company, company shouldn't. What? What is a shindig? You tell me right now, young lady. <laughs> oh, you're fired. Um, and then, second of all, the the report that they put together for Franklin Bank, it doesn't make a business. <laughs> it's got the it says debt to income ratio, and there's like a bar graph, and on this side of the bar it says like 180, and there's a number that goes up, and it says 140, 120, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like none of it, none of it adds. Like just zoom in, none of it adds up at all. And then lastly, um, I. I want to know where Mr. Franklin got the are you a true Memphis citizen test from? Yes. Because basically he says, what's the best barbecue in Memphis? Now, look, <laughs> I am not saying that I'm from Memphis, nor do I know Memphis. But, Panda, you and I, we know barbecue. We do. And here's what I can tell you without reservation. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. If you ask five native Greenvillians... Yes. The best barbecue in Greenville, South Carolina, they will probably give you five, five different, different answers. Yep, now, the yep. best barbecue is at the Smoking Pig, and there's no question about it. Yep. Pendleton, Easley, Williamston. Crazy Having good. said that, that is not a litmus test for if you are or are not <laughs> from that particular town. Like, I'm, especially a town like Memphis. Southerners agreeing on barbecue isn't in and of itself. No. Like, it's a lie. Yeah. That is a lie. Yeah. And, and I'm from Columbia. We have mustard based sauce, and all other sauces are inferior. That is false because Western Carolina, Northern Carolina, yeah. vinegar based. Vinegar would be my second choice. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. None of this tomato uh, syrup-based barbecue sauce. Welcome to BBQ Talk with Panda and Dan. <laughs> but here's the thing. All I know is this, is that it, if you were in a small town, like if we were in one of the small towns from any of the other movies we watched this weekend and not Graceland, uh-huh. you could get away with that because there's probably only one good barbecue joint. Yep. But this is Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> you cannot say, hey, what's the best barbecue? You're right. You're from Memphis. You did it. You can't do that. Come on, Mr. Franklin. Be better at banking. Be better at life. Be better at barbecue. Wow. Sorry. And that brings us to the end of the show. The end of the show. Thanks. <laughs> way, way to go, everybody. John, tell everybody how they can uh, find you, read your, read your things, see your stuff, and all that good stuff. Well, of course, on WSJ.com, where the stories are available, uh, including this Hallmark one. And uh, on Twitter, um, at John, J-O-H-N, Jurg, J-U-R-G. Love mm. it. We mm. look, John, we, thanks so much for joining us, man. Absolutely. You're the man. What a blast. Um, <laughs> The movie was, you know, I'd like to say that I wish it was better, but because it's my one and done for this podcast, I'm glad it was so gloriously. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, you know, we've had a lot of guests like requesting to be on the podcast of late, which has been super cool. We, a lot of people wanted this movie. Like, this is a really great one to have. Uh, yeah. It is one of a kind. We for gave sure. you prime real estate. Just we want did. to say that. <laughs> I elbowed everyone out of the way to rush on the great Yeah, you did. <laughs> what I got. That's right. John, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Big thanks to John Jerkinson. Yeah. Man, Johnny. what a guess. From the, Wall, from the journal. From you know, the if journal. you work at the Wall Street Journal, you just call it the journal. Now. Which is impressive. Anybody now, else says that, it doesn't, doesn't fly. Uh, so I can't uh, say that? I've been quoted in the Wall Street are, Journal. You guys are listening True to, story. to the Hallmark. What? You no, guys are you listening can't to the say the Hallmark. You guys are listening to the Mark. That's actually listen against the mark. copyright. You can't say where you're listening okay. to the Hallmark. You guys are listening to the Mark. The Mark, the you Mark can cast. Say it. That would be confusing, but you could say it. Yes, I'm just trying to do it. I work at thing. the Mark. So mm. you you are in the drill. yeah. I'm, in, I'm I'm with the Mark. I'm with the Mark cast. <laughs> you have to kind of nod your head. With, I'm with the Mark cast. Mark cast. Yeah. And then mm. just kind of look away. Guys, thanks for listening. We're back all week with new episodes. We Literally every time you open your eyes, we'll have a new episode <laughs> out. That's how I feel anyway. And can we say? Can we say? Well, the, the, a lot of people have been giving us insight onto what we should do. Mm. For the Thanksgiving week episodes. Yeah. So on Sunday, the boys here are getting together. We're going to record, I believe, seven, seven episodes. episodes. Mm. And we're recording a few more on Wednesday. The plan is to uh, to put those out. To, to put most most a lot of people were like the question was yeah. should we put them all out at once? Yeah, uh, and then kind of get back up to speed, or should we spread them out a little bit? And I think we're going to do a little bit of both. Yeah, it's a mix. Here's it's what a I both hand. We're going to put out a good a good chunk of them next week. Um, but we're going to hold on to a, a few of them for later in December when we have a week. When off. we have a little bit of a yeah. week off, yeah. and so uh, so that's the plan, and we're we're excited about it, and that's what we're sticking to. I love it, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing, and following us on the socials. Be sure to check out the website with mm-hmm. the, American, like the Hallmark uh, American Leprosy Mission that's link. Right. Uh, click on it uh, during this great time of giving. We really appreciate your help. Thanks so much. Godspeed and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.